train. It's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Super, you've been writing in requesting more of Frieza's sweet little feeties, so this episode you're getting a whole heaping trough of that sweet feet meat right in time for dinner. It's Frieza's Feet, the episode, this week on Falling Out Super. Damn, nice. Gross. All right. <laughs> I've been um I've been rewatching a bunch of Seinfeld lately and I just watched one last night that involved a very very intense foot scene that I did not remember being in it. A foot they scene? Rec- they added Yeah, it's that like in. Elaine is like hanging out with some dude and they're sleeping uh, head to foot <laughs> in the bed uh which is supposed to be her way of like uh I guess cucking him or whatever and um but then they wake up and she's like rubbing her bare feet in his face and he's loving it and it's oh, wild. Mm. That's so mm. horny. Yeah. That kind of has lessons for today we can use, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a rare middle period of Seinfeld where it's very horny. <laughs> Before they got the votes in on that. <laughs> Keep it dry, they said. Well, anyway, uh, hello everybody and welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super! Super. I am your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. Hi, everybody. Alex is eating chips on the camera, and now I can only think about how badly I wish I had chips. (laughs) And Alex Patak. (laughs) They call me Tricky Chip Rick, and I'm here to eat some chips. Let's get some of those on the mic right now. (laughs) Get them out. You hear that bag rustling? Uh, It's chip time. Crunch. Monday night. (laughs) Get the queso. (laughs) It would be like uh, we could have like a morning zoo show. Your character is like Chippy Rick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and special our guest, <laughs> special guest Chad Vigorous. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. You know, uh, the crunch factor is set to maximum. <laughs> <laughs> every week, every week it is. We do, yeah. We we don't talk about it nearly enough, but it's a big part of our production process here at Ball Out Super. You know, we don't get into like the tech too much, you know, but the crunch factor. No. It's I, like, I don't want people like chiming in about like who's editing and like what software we're using and yeah. what the crunch is at. Like, yeah, that's you never kind of like <laughs> you never want to be welcoming those sort of comments. I that's in the business. I actually appreciate the inside baseball of the whole thing. You know, frankly, you know, I think people other than me appreciate it, too. That's why uh, that, that movie with Jonah Hill, uh, Moneyball took off. You could do that with like, you know, a podcast and get like. I don't know. Well, well, podcast. Maybe ball. Jonah Hill, actually. You could get Jonah Hill to play, you know, another sort of like inside baseball, like podcast editor. Yeah. You know, the NPR person, whoever, like whatever freak does that, those shows. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be all kinds of different weights to pull this off. 
Yeah, he's like having some sort of like money ball ass moment where he's like, he's like, it's not, it's, it's not about quality of takes, okay? It is about quantity of takes. He is on one more often than he is off one, and that is valuable to the team. God damn, I can't not do a fucking week of this podcast without seeing Moneyball again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been months of Moneyball. I just assumed it would stop coming up. I've never seen Moneyball. <laughs> I don't I'm like also, baseball. I don't well, like look math. Look at you, knowing when things are like Moneyball anyway. I mean, I've seen the trailer, which is basically a little mini movie now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should have the they should have a Moneyball for how they're making trailers. Mm. Am I right? They could have the, yeah, the movie should. guy. Well, uh, what's going on, Chad? You've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Super. I have actually. Uh, since I've been working from home, since I've been enjoying my, you know. Uh, lifestyle change as you will uh, i've been able to enjoy uh, catch up on a lot of the animes that i had planned on starting but never kind of got around to and then hulu i want to say a week ago or maybe two weeks ago i don't know when they did this but they put it up they put up dragon ball super with the dubs uh mm-hmm. the funimation dubs along with the dave rubin comedy specials but you know <laughs> i assume it was an unrelated like packaging the thing. non-canon dragon ball movies that dave rubin commissioned <laughs> i mean certainly they are the same quality level the uh, way that uh, chad just said his lifestyle change i know what you're referring to but it sounds like when a woman starts to go through menopause and she's like now my life change has occurred <laughs> does menopause come with a lot of diarrhea because that's what uh I've been dealing with this weekend. Again, unrelated to the Dave Rubin <laughs> comedy special, I assume. I think it does. I think it uh, probably. I mean. It probably involves a lot of diarrhea. It's just that it, you lose track of just like all aquatic substances, I think. You know, anyway, to change <laughs> topics back to, you know, well, away from bodily fluids. Yeah, so I decided, like, you know what? Time to dive into Super. It's all, you know, all here in front of me. And I've just been binging it, you know, 15 or so episodes a day for the past, uh, you know, week. Do you remember week. what episode you watched with us? I do, actually, because I've actually recently rewatched it. Um, uh-huh. It was the episode where the second universe magical girls transformed for the first time. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. We actually had a podcast about balling out about uh, Dragon Ball Super. And we did it for like a long time. Yeah. The years, in fact. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Really you crushing these riffs right now, man. <laughs> Bring back I, the I chips. Bring back the chips. Hold on. Let Chippy me reach into Rick. the bag Chippy and see Rick. what else is in there. Ooh, get oh, the cheese Chippy Rick. On Oh, oh, he did it to him. He had to do it to him. But yeah, <laughs> it tastes so good. You know, actually, it's interesting you ask what show we watched, what episode we watched together last time, because that was a very transformation-centric episode. In many ways, it was a riff of how silly Dragon Ball Z transformations had gotten towards the end, or especially in GT, but towards the end of Z as well. And, you know, the episode that you had me watch for today is one of, you know, or not one of, but if not the best transformation sequences slash characters, uh, well, series of episodes uh involving frieza uh in the whole z universe right you know frieza's transformations on namek are like just iconic yeah so involved were, were were you on the one where they they added in that you can go super saiyan if you feel it in your back 
Yeah, no, I am not on that one, but I, I have seen that episode. Because that's the part where you're like, there's got to be more to it than that. That's the, <laughs> you can't just that, be your back. That is the midichlorians of the Dragon Ball Z, of the Dragon Ball universe. Like, oh yeah, it's just like a back tingle. <laughs> you weren't squeezing before. That was the problem. You're trying to get mad when you should have been squeezing. Gotta now fl- that we have women Super Saiyans, we're actually we're figuring it out. You gotta flex your solar plexus. Yeah, this is a very strong chunk for transformations, and my favorite part of it is they can't decide yet what they want Super Saiyan to be at the right. part we're watching. It uh-huh. has a lot of like Gohan's really mad this episode. Maybe that's it. Yeah, Maybe this yeah, yeah. is this is it now. But I appreciate that everybody else is like kind of riffing it out too. Like they don't know, we don't know. Nobody has any idea, and they're just kind of like, I don't could be. Maybe being right. pissed is Super Saiyan. Maybe. Right. Maybe like he like stubs his toe and he's like, my toe is red and swollen. Is that Super Saiyan? Yeah. Which, you, you won't know it until you see it. I mean, yeah. And also it's good to go back to the Dragon Ball Z universe and when Frieza was actually scary and not just like constantly being killed. Because right. like, you know, <laughs> at the, by the part I'm watching in Super, well, Frieza's already on the, you know, uh universe seven team but before that you know uh goku's like fighting the universe six's version of frieza frost and he was like you don't want to go out like that guy in reference to frieza so like frieza had become a joke by dragon ball super yeah, because absolutely. he had people been... in other universes yeah, yeah he's like he's, barely a, even he's like a man. like interdimensional joke everybody knows he's a bitch now <laughs> you know he's one of only a few characters to ever be killed with like a normal weapon like when trunks just cut him up you know mm-hmm. his brother got killed by the same guy you know goku killed his whole family his whole family whole family all fucking cold puns and his dad just looks like him but in the second form exactly they don't even come up with a new guy and anyway. yeah at least a uh, cooler has like a cool like uh he looks like shredder he has fins he has like a, a hammer he's like a hammerhead frieza yes but back in Dragon Ball Z, when they are on Namek before, Go- while Goku is spending 27,000 episodes in the, regen- the regeneration chamber, uh, like, Frieza is just, like, running amok on these bastards. Like, you sort of get the, you know, you can experience Frieza as this, like, galactic emperor, uh, you know, on the level of, like, Emperor Palpatine. And he shows up, he stabs Krillin. You know, a classic Frieza move. Killing Krillin is, like, Frieza's just go-to move. If he's not sure what to do... It's like the chips for me, you know? I was gonna say, he's like, I kill kill Krillin. Krillin, during this stage of Dragon Ball, is the Frieza of Super of now, you know? He's he's going through the same experience where it's, like, every couple of scenes, it's like, oh, somebody's gotta get hit with a pretty big one. Right. Just Why so the not? audience remembers, you don't want to be Krillin. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wouldn't it suck I mean, if well, you now- were in space wearing your fitted brim? <laughs> I mean, in DBZ, yeah, you didn't want to be Krillin because, like like I said, Frieza had two moves, blow up planet and kill Krillin. And so, like, whenever he got frustrated, he did one of those two things. And it was just always a toss-up. I mean, now it's you don't want to be Yamcha. They have Yamcha li- living just all kinds of fucked up in, in Dragon Ball Super, just, like, living in a <laughs> it's shack. It's so sad. Like, you know, his life took a real just, like, downward trajectory from, like, Wasteland Bandit to MLB player to, like, now he lives, like, on a shack on top of like a fucking building in Akron, Ohio. Here's just the like, thing. Here's the thing. Like, he is 
slaying all that local coos. Like, you know, he's the biggest man in that small pond. In Akron, yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> rich in Tang. You That's know the what only it is? reason he's anyone the... moves to Akron. That's the, have you ever seen Love Actually? It's like, it's like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Yamcha is living that Hunter Biden lifestyle. <laughs> That's what's yeah, going on. I can turn him into power, but I'm getting that prairie strain. Yeah, exactly. And like, but you know what? Everybody's talking about him. Everybody wants to know what's Yamcha doing. What's what's you got going on? They check in on him. They don't have to. Still nothing. <laughs> you guys doing a baseball episode? <laughs> yeah, I'll have over the baseball episode. But yeah, so like the Frieza, you know. Frieza is just wrecking shit while Goku is like in the regeneration chamber. No one knows like what Super Saiyan is. It's like it's a vague fucking story that Vegeta remembers his father kind of telling him one time. Uh, and he's like, oh, hope this shit isn't fake <laughs> because it would really be helpful. <laughs> Frieza like shows up. He's already like finger lasered like three people. They have to protect this orphan Dende. And you, it's just like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And Frieza. He's like, well, if you thought I was a problem before, wait till you see this shit. And he just like goes to his second form, which is like, you know, a minotaur, essentially, you know, a big, a big one, though. Yeah. And his first move is to gore fucking Krillin. And he's like, you know what? This is I'm not fucking around. Blood drips down his horns into his mouth. And he's like, hmm, that's good motherfucking like Krillin. And he just like throws him (laughs) into the fucking river. You know what? The thing is, I think I loved it so much last week. I'm now beginning to think impaling Krillin was a pacing error because they don't know what to do with second form Frieza after. He's just tall and kicking kids. And they don't even know what to do with Krillin after this. They're just like, and then Dende uh, heals he's, him. He's and not that's dead. It. Yeah, don't worry it's about fine. it. It feels, it feels like uh, Frieza kills Krillin once in each of his forms. Like it feels like every time he forms up, he kills Krillin. <laughs> but like it doesn't stick until he gets to final like smooth Frieza, you know, smooth Frieza, you know, smooth Bernie Frieza. That's like the entirely like Botoxed out Frieza, and he does that like weird like finger explosion that like it sticks. Because I mean, by that point, I could see what Frieza was coming from. He's like, I've killed this guy four times today, and like I gotta make sure it sticks. You know, this for one no feels other good. Yeah, I'm just gonna explode the Krillin because I really I've I've killed him enough times. But you know when like baseball players get ready to go at bat and they're in that side area swinging around the like heavier club? Yeah. I think that's what Frieza's doing by killing Krillin. Just like getting a feel. Just get some warm up swings in. Yeah, absolutely. Just get the taste of it. Yeah, he's going to tap the donut off and then go out there and just sock a couple of dingers on Goku. (laughs) All I can think about this whole time is how badly I want snacks. Y'all are talking about Dragon Ball, and it's all I can think about. Krillin is like the the rice cake of killing killing a dragon of a Z fighter. doesn't even count if you kill Krillin at this point. (laughs) It's like negative calories. Uh, what about this chip cheesed up for a good five minutes waiting for it to work its way back in? Did it get soggy? Now we're at the promised land. Glad to help you get there, friend. Um, hey, this is they, thank you, Katie. This is related to what Chad said about uh, Vegeta's father telling him lies. Do you think they have Santa? In, like saying Santa? Oh, on on Planet Vegeta. Because you'd have to lie to all the Saiyan children. What? <laughs> what? What are you getting at? Like, if 
there was saying children. Mm-hmm. There are. If you wanted to give them presents in a fun festival kind of way, right? That precludes lies. I don't think Saiyans have holidays like Jehovah's Witnesses. That's like just they <laughs> that's don't, true. Yes, they don't celebrate absolutely. Anything, yeah, but like birthdays the are a distraction from training. They're like a. They're like don't a they seem gluttonous to you though? No, 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 not at all. I don't even think they eat. I feel like they just like they they consume. They, oh my goodness, they Jeremy! Protein. You know they eat. What does Goku do iconic? But he's <laughs> but he's an Earthling. You know he's he's culturally oh he's like an he's adopted. You know like culturally. Look at the science. He is <laughs> he not. Didn't it doesn't grow make up you among the culture. Okay, so, I mean, he didn't like, grow I'm not up on move planet to Vegeta. Spain to be like I'm Spanish now. No, people on planet Vegeta just consume grams of protein. They don't eat food. Nueve. for... They don't have a joie de vivre. They don't like, enjoy food. They're like, they don't the, enjoy they're like the British of the uh, of the Dragon Ball Z universe. Like they Absolutely. just con- they conquest for the sake of conquest. But then when you go back to like Planet Vegeta, they serve you like beans on top of a sock. And you're yeah, just, exactly. They're like- they, they conquered the whole world and took nothing home with them. Absolutely. <laughs> Saying breakfast, chap. Three sausages. You're killing a lot of vermin today, boy. Yeah, it's eggs, beans, and giant bug arm. But I mean, apparently, going back to Super for a second, apparently, like, the Dragon Ball Z universe is incredibly sparse. So, like, what kind of empire are we really talking about? There are only, what, 26 inhabited planets in the Dragon Ball Z uh, universe 7 or some nonsense. Yeah, and people on Earth have, like, never heard of frieza at all so he hasn't made it that far (laughs) but then what does jocko do because that was because that was the other thing because he makes it seem like the galaxy is so well nothing really say his name around here (laughs) (laughs) i'm done with that guy (laughs) done with the space they made us spend so much time with him honestly i hadn't thought about him again until like literally just now um god damn yeah fuck away from the mic i crushed a chip i crushed one of the No, but yeah, back to the planets being sparse. Just the fact that they, they they like Goku picking the team for a universe was such inherent corruption from top to bottom where they're like, you need to find the most nine powerful warriors in a universe, infinite yeah. space. And so of course he's of, of course he's like Vegeta, Piccolo, the CEO of Barisma. My son. <laughs> my oh, Hunter friend. Biden. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, they- Krill- Krillin knows a lot about petroleum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even fucking uh my god even Weiss and uh Beerus like talk about that shit too they're like you know how come well I mean that's why their mortal level is so fucking low to be honest though but he's just like what are the chances in the universe that like the only 10 people who know how to fight are Goku and his fucking weird friends it's like how is that even like statistically possible and, like, like what like what are the chances and then he goes like that's why you know you should never destroy the Frieza corpse and Goku's like oh that's true I know another person <laughs> I know an, an 11th person who fights <laughs> Do you think they built that in just because of the the filler arc with the uh, the heaven tournament? I haven't thought about that in a long time, but they kind of implied that in all of creation, Goku was still on top by like a good amount. I've been thinking about the like the fucking cosmology of the Dragon Ball Z universe a lot more than I really care to admit for the past week because the other well, it's world- almost the election. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other world scenario, I mean, I, I've already done with that shit. I mean, I've been done with that shit for, for, for months. Nothing has changed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, things have gotten weirder for sure. But, you know, yeah. by the beholder. But it's no, really I mean, amazing like, how much like Hunter Biden dick pics is like the only thing that registers anymore. 
Well, what you get is is, (laughs) what you get is not the situation changing, but you do get like a slow turning of the knob on everyone slowly freaking out a little bit every day until next Tuesday. (laughs) Let's see how long you can stay online. Here's a penis. Yeah, I had a stomach virus. But, you know, I mean, I think the Dragon Ball Z, you, that because that was my inherent critique about, like, Dragon Ball Super. Like, it seemed a little superfluous to need a whole last multiverse when Goku has only been to four planets, when there must be, like, more strong fighters in the Dragon Ball Z, like, you know, main seven universe. No, that's not the case. Only Goku and his friends know how to fight. And, like, he can, since he genocided the whole fucking Frieza species or something, uh, you know, like, the, Frieza is the Thanos of his people, I suppose. There is no other people. Got to go to the other universe. But then there are different timelines in equal universe. And you have like future trunks where like in the future where everyone like eats cigarettes instead of smokes them. So they, <laughs> they sound like that. <laughs> and then you also have like different, like, I don't know, different heavens and hells. It's, it's very complicated. In retrospect, the Goku Black arc was my favorite arc, which I was telling you, because my problem with Super is not that it doesn't make sense, which I was fully ready for having watched 300 episodes of Dragon Ball, but just that the tone is very confused for a lot of it. And then they settle on like, it's fun, Dragon Ball. I, I loved know. Goku Black. I thought the Goku Black arc was that was my favorite. I love Zamasu. And you know, this loops back into the Frieza. Like Zamasu is probably the darkest character we've seen in Dragon Ball, like the entire like spectrum, where he's like, No, I wanna just des- I wanna kill all humans. I wanna destroy literally all life in the entire Yeah, omniverse. he's the only one who explicitly wants to do a Holocaust. Like yeah. there's yeah, ones who are like I'm doing there's ones it, who are doing conquest and and you know as they're going they're doing genocide but he's the only one who explicitly is like no the goal is the genocide like he is you know like he is Frieza amped up to the omniversal level but also just in, incredibly maniacal and like and just leaning really into the evilness because you know you have at the top of the evil spectrum like Zamasu then you have Frieza who's just engaging in his like weird like imp- empire building then you have like Frost who's just running like real estate scams like, on, <laughs> you know and so like you have Zamasu and like Zamasu's crazy as shit. Like he's just like literally insane. Like Frieza is a bad guy, but Zamasu like talks to himself. He has a clone of himself who like he's the only person he can respect. That's that's all very like And also not to go back to this, but they do make him British. Oh yeah. And apparently He has an affected imperial accent. I like when he's giving that monologue about like his crazy motivations, and of course Goku is not paying attention, and like, he, and then the other Zamasu is just like, you know, he's not paying attention, right? He's like, well, that's the good thing about being a mad god. I don't care, and they just like laugh crazily to each other, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like, isn't it? Yeah, it's something hmm. underutilized in the series. I feel is like somebody doing a big villain monologue, and then Goku being like, sorry, I like zoned out for a second there. What were you talking about? And it's so easy to get. I mean, you put Goku in any of those situations, he's going to ham it up. He's going to be stretching. He's going to be thinking about a big old ham on a bone. Um, (laughs) Well, it's also weird going back to Dragon Ball Z Goku, because Dragon Ball Z Goku is a lot smarter than Dragon Ball Super Goku, at least in the dub. Like, Dragon Ball Super Goku is like ultimate himbo 
I don't know how he navigates the world because he doesn't understand anything Goku. Like he just collects his check from YouTube at the end of the month. Exactly. He's <laughs> like the Logan happen. Paul of like the fucking Z fighters. Just like what? Like what's kissing? Uh, what? <laughs> you know, which, that's a great. That was a great bit, though. The that wildest was, development in the show. That yeah, Goku absolutely. doesn't know what kissing is. Does he have Alzheimer's or has he never kissed his wife? Bullshit. I know he's spent a lot of time that, on this. That must have happened. Has he ever like witnessed Dragon anybody Ball. kiss their wife? Like, has he never seen anything? He's just been in a. He's been in the the hyperbolic he time friends. chamber. He lives I, in the country, but he's like seen people. In my head, I I think that Dragon Ball Super Goku's just fucking with people because he for sure knows what kissing is. Because I could pull up a few episodes of like Dragon Ball, I'm sure, where he sees or like is kissed, and like he would have to have remembered that at a certain point. So he is just like fucking with people or just incredibly forgetful, I guess. But like Dragon Ball Super, uh, Z Goku is like, okay, you know, I'm not the smartest guy, but I understand like what's going on and like the stakes. <laughs> like I understand right. like the stakes. Dragon Ball Z Goku is always saying when he gets his eight hours, he's pretty good. He keeps saying that. He's like, after a full <laughs> night's sleep, you know, talk to me in the morning. And we're like, we get it, Goku. You're very smart when you sleep. But um, I don't know. We do have a theory about that on this show um, that Goku, every time he dies, loses part of his soul or his brain. And that is why he gets dumber as the show goes on. I can't think of another reason why they would switch it up like this outside of just negligence. I just think that honestly, like, you know, everything has worked out so much for him that there's just no impetus to get smarter or do better. Like he's like, he never stays dead. You know, how many times has he brought his family back to life or the earth back to life? Or like, if there's no consequence, you just end up like, you know, degrading. <laughs> like, what is Goku without his haters? Like what has, it, <laughs> what has being smart or like worrying ever done for Goku that just like hasn't just panned out in the end? Yeah, he might get the shit kicked out of him, but I think but that's like part of the fun. Like Goku is really like Baki in many, many ways. Goku is like the Baki oh. of his own universe. Mm. Like it, things just work out, so there's no real reason to pay attention. Yeah, but Baki knows what kissing is explicitly. Mm. They're really sure to show you that Baki <laughs> learns kissing in a very graphic way. And then you're like, how old is he? Why? Am no. <laughs> Don't let me watch this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a criminal now. Baki is the other the other show that uh, I know you're very into. Jeremy and Katie, have you seen Baki? I yeah, never... I watched a bunch of the first season. Isn't it just, it's like anime version of Bronson or something? Oh, it's um, it's very in the spirit of like a like a fist of the North Star type of thing. Well, I only say that Goku is like Baki, especially in Super, and just how willing he is to like endanger everybody to get a good fight. Right. And like, it's clear that he's been pared down to his just like essential qualities, which is that I want to have a good match and everything that might go wrong as a result of that, especially considering that he like it might just destroy the planet or some shit is just a secondary dot to him now. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Baki runs uh, something brilliant, though, that I feel like Dragon Ball Super Dragon Ball Super as we were going through it. Uh, when we get to everybody's favorite part, which is the tournament of power, it is the best fighting, but it does feel like they've run about out of ideas for a story. Baki has one of my favorite narrative segments of all time, which is when they follow around Muhammad Ali Jr. getting ready to fight Baki, and you just don't watch Baki for a long time. You just hang out with Muhammad Ali Jr. and his quest to train, and he gets beat up all around town, even by his old his own dad, who is like losing his mind. 
and he's just slammed into a tree face first over and over again by this hitman. And uh, you watch him and he like learns a lot about himself and grows. And it's like two or three episodes. And then he fights Baki and is knocked out in one punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about Baki. Like the Baki is the worst part about Baki. If you watch enough Baki, you can really see why people are trying to kick his ass because he sucks. And like the only <laughs> thing, you know. But isn't that true? Dragon Ball, too. It's kind of a, it almost feels like it's it's like a trope of this genre, right? That it's like the worst part of the show is always the the main guy. You like it for the. They leave you wanting more. Don't you well, hate how boring you're here for the, you're here for is. the toppings you know you're not here for the it's like going to subway you know well i mean that's actually the good part about super that i've been liking at least a little bit about it. and it makes me want it makes me want them to go further than super too i mean you know for obvious reasons other than me just being a fan God is that like us. the thing that the thing that you know about baki that dragon ball z and super did not sort of i mean especially gt didn't but like that kind of like late dragon ball z gt super universe didn't do was that make you really feel like the people around goku were doing martial arts because they liked it in some way because basically once goku was fucking like a god they everyone just abandoned it like every you know like uh krillin became a cop uh 18 became a housewife uh yamsha became a base Baseball player piccolo i mean piccolo was still training gohan went to start going to college because he's a nerd but like in reality it's just like that's so lame it's like yeah you can't be as strong as goku but you could like still throw like laser choppy discs that could like cut a mountain in half and so you're so good you know the best part about like super uh before like tn gets you know tn gets like like just like knocked the shit knocked out because you know it is tn is that like goku show goes up to me it's like hey tn i'm glad you kept up with your training and he's just like yeah of course goku i'm a martial artist that's just what i do <laughs> you know i've like I, my life is untethered from yours in a way that like it's krillin and everyone else's doesn't seem to be <laughs> <laughs> I have my own life, Goku. It's not I have just my all own about you fighting interest. <laughs> my own independent interest in martial arts. It's not just about how can I best serve Goku. <laughs> yeah, like oh, like I guess I'm, I'll never be a strong go to Goku. Better fucking quit. Like, better, yeah, better they exist quit. in a universe too where like you can't make a living being a fighter, which is just fascinating because they have so many martial arts tournaments. <laughs> well, they can thwart bandits. It's yeah, kind but of, the bandit economy seems to kind of go away by the time we get to super well it's also kind of weird because like in dragon ball you get the sense that the world is a lot more receptive to the idea of like martial artists with like weird key powers like like roshi is a famous martial artist in the martial arts world and people know about the kamehameha right they know like you know he goes to the tournament and he like hypnotizes people and does his cool powers like so people know about that stuff back then and then by the time goku is like oh i don't know 18 or 20 or like doing the martial arts tournament where i don't know any of them like everyone seems to like only expect like mr satan levels of like martial arts which is kind of weird right like i don't know how people would have forgotten that like yeah one martial arts tournament someone blew up the moon like yeah that happened toriyama has famously come out to say that uh he doesn't pay attention to his own shit he's like i don't know there's like 900 chapters who cares look (laughs) i don't know when i blew up the moon it's just that I like doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it. What I'm doing is making Subway here. You go despite Jared, not because of him. And that's who Goku <laughs> is in this series. He's the flagship. That's not what the Subway metaphor was. Goku's the Subway metaphor, up his pants the subway saying, metaphor oh, is that you oh, don't that. go there for the meat. You go there for the toppings. 
Yeah, you don't go there for the meat. You, you, you go, go to go Subway there. because of the toppings, and you watch Dragon Ball because of the side characters. Absolutely. You taste the meat, not the heat. Exactly, yes. Yamcha is the pickled banana peppers. I think we can all agree on this. I guess, I guess so. I just, I, and it's always a hard metaphor for me, too, because I feel so tied to Quiznos, which is such an old battle now, and I Absolute just have these madness. scars. Madness. These they scars put the vegetables through the toaster that's disgusting. Okay. The toaster is the only reason to go, and someone Occasion- didn't even have one. Occasionally, I'll walk past, like, the last Blimpies in New York City, <laughs> like the one in, like, Union Square, and I'll be like, oh, wow. Remember when this was, like, a war, too? Like, this, the first sandwich war, like, the, the first, like, Desert Storm number one, when it was yeah. Subway versus Blimpies, <laughs> then it was like Subway versus Quizno. How did Saddam even get in power? For that, we're going to have to go back to Blimpies. <laughs> um, we are roughly at that time, so are we ready to go? I think we're ready to go. Um. Okay, I'm ready to go. Is it time? Time to go. We could talk more about Dragon Ball Z. I don't mind. I've been watching Super for a while. <laughs> I, uh, I've been like binging the shit out of it. I'm actually right up to the episode. I, this is my first time watching Super all the way through, actually, because I've been avoiding it since even I spoke to you guys. And I'm just getting to the episode where Hit fights uh, the rabbit guy from the Pride Warriors. Uh-huh. And like, so I'm excited for that because Goku has been chasing Jiren around this arena for like... I guess tw- really 12 minutes, even though it's been like 20 episodes, because like the Termin of Power is only like three quarters of an hour long. Mm-hmm. So like, it's about to get good, because he's, he's a super fast rabbit, I think. It's supposedly three quarters of an hour long. You'll, you'll find they have a lot more juice in there than they lead on. Maybe oh. time works different. I like to believe that it's just like a play on the fact that there used to be like 80 episode chunks of Dragon Ball. Speaking of the fucking Namek arc, oh, there used to be like 80 episode chunks where like it must have only been half an hour because Goku was yelling the entire time. There was like nothing really happening. Oh, Lord, do I know it. That's one chip I can't wait to crunch. But Katie, (laughs) I think it's time we go to our recap. And uh, do we need to do an ad? Are we just going to use an old one? Um, we just use an old one. Well, I have this one question. I have one okay. question for you guys, just to end it, if you don't mind, because I something I've been yeah, thinking sure. about, and you know, it's episode kind of related. Well, it's you know very related. What is your favorite transformation in Dragon Ball in the Dragon Ball you know universe? Mm. And I, I'm including GT in the movies. You can go wherever you want. You can go hog wild. Uh, with okay. This. All right. I feel like the easy answer is Super Saiyan three, because. They have the fun YouTube videos that highlight it where Goku is just screaming for two full minutes. They decide that's what a transformation is now. It's just like crazy music and then someone freaking out in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's 1995. We figured out what you like. Well, and Super Saiyan 3 is great, too, because it's the one where... Like, yeah, they do the epic music and Goku screaming and whatever. But then it's the first one where somebody's just like, oh, you could also just do it regular because Gotenks just does it. And he's just like, yeah, I saw them do it. And I was like, oh, that seems easy. And he did it. But he just, yeah, you doesn't just, he just scream. It. But uh, also, I never, well, hey, they don't really do Super Saiyan 3 anymore. And they haven't, like, they do, it was a big thing in the Majin Buu saga, especially with Gotenks. And, you know, it kind of turns them into like that caveman shit. They get that weird sloped, like, Extended, no eyebrows. Yeah, no That's eyebrows, extended forehead, like Neanderthal uh, thing. And like then they get the mullet. 
and they don't do that anymore. They kind of just go like Super Saiyan one, Super, and then like Kaioken, well, I guess. You know, they took it, it back to the the market testing, and everyone's like, "Why they look like they're yeah, go in to pain. classic?" <laughs> it's like supersonic i mean i have reason to believe too that some of it came down to like manufacturing cost for bandai toys because i'd imagine that they were probably a bit happier with super saiyan blue and ultra instinct and super saiyan god because it's less uh material to have to form into hair you know they get to save some money on on that plastic and molding and stuff but if you're Mr. Dragon Ball Z, you don't think you can tell the toy people to fuck off if you really want to commit? Oh, to sure, but I mean, Goku? but if you want, like, if you want the better cut, you know, of the royalties of the Goku figurines, maybe you play you ball. That flank steak. You know? <laughs> maybe you play fucking ball if you want a little bit extra money. You want that? You want that jet ski for your summer home? You're gonna you're gonna make the hair a little shorter. I, I'm an artist, so I would stick with my artistic vision of caveman Goku. <laughs> this is, um, these are the same people who convinced him to keep Mr. Popo in the show too. I mean, I'm gonna I, say though, I think my favorite transformation though is Ozaru. Is the original, you know, turning into a fucking giant ape is so fun and like a true Catholic, and it's so like gnarly when it happens, and you see their body like rip and like come apart, and then like oh, turn into pants. the giant ape and my stuff. Pants are busted. And then the first time you see Vegeta do it, and he's got it completely under control, and it doesn't seem painful at all for him. It's pretty sick. I mean, it is pretty cool. I will say it reminds me of like Frieza again because Frieza loves like calling Saiyans monkeys, which I assume is like a slur. It it has to be. It It, it has to be an anti Saiyan slur. Although it does bring up the good point that Saiyans are monkeys because they have tails, so they're not apes. They have monkeys' tails on them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, well, they they sometimes have them. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's like related to like a Japanese cultural thing because that's like a big slur used against the Japanese in in World War Two. But I bet it's not, and it's just they have monkeys' tails. Let's admit it. I think let's, it's a, let's leave I think, context I think it's more aside literal. for a second. I think it's more literal. Although I have heard that Frieza is based on like you know shoddy real estate specters. Yes, I, I will say my favorite uh, transformation. I like Kale's legendary Super Saiyan transformation, mm-hmm. and so much of it is the reason. Or so much of the reason why is because like it happens for the first time just because her friends are like roasting her. Like, her friend, like they're just like straight up like you know laying into her like you're lazy you're stupid Kale, what are you're, those you have cankles and she's just like crying and begging them to stop what and then she's like our mom told us we had to hang out with you <laughs> and she just like starts flipping the fuck out and then she just like lays into them and she gets like ripped up broly style it's it's great Oh right, I forgot she turns into Broly. Yeah, she's yeah. A Broly. they should have done more of that. That was the best. That was the best thing they came up with. That was great. She's a Broly. I, I mean, I don't like how she got jobbed by Jiren, like, but you know, still. It also introduces the idea of like there are Brolies. Like it's not just one. You can end up with a rare condition that makes you a Broly. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the whole legendary Super Saiyan thing in this universe. That, there are just too many types of Super Saiyan at this point. Yes. I was okay with Rose because that was hilarious, and then you know. <laughs> And it was uh, funny because it felt like it was like a distinctive thing that happened because he was like fused and weird and whatever. And like there was some sort of genetic deformity that led to it and nobody else became it. So it kind of works. Well, Goku was a jock and like Zamasu was a theater kid. So like you could just tell like they were divergent paths. Yeah, absolutely. It was, like, it's like a gender reveal sort of thing. That's why the whole planet got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a god. Uh, I will okay, say. Katie, do you have anything to add? Um, no. (laughs) 
Every single week! Uh oh, I'm an equal now! Well, if you add to the bonus total, so we can find Dragon Ball Booboo episodes! Well, that been a little treat! I sort of think so! Well, this has been a great impression, and everyone loves it! That's it for me! Me one! The title of this episode is Frieza Bears His Fangs Gohan's Overwhelming Attack! You guys. He does not bear his fangs. There's no fangs in this. That's misleading. Yeah, that is a misleading title. There's for- head though. fangs. Yeah, I think what it's a mistranslation. They meant head fangs, which are horns. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is the Norwald, and that would technically still be a tooth. Where are we <laughs> the at? Norwald attacks. Left off last week is uh, Krillin was delicately shish kebab on form free, form uh, two Frieza's horn. And uh, everyone is gasping about it. Yeah, um, I know this is going to be a big thing this episode, but just to, if you didn't watch it, really visually get what's going on here. The horn is like three feet long and is all the way through the middle of his body. Yeah, Yeah. it's like in a charitable interpretation of this, it's like completely ripped his lung apart. And that's, and that's, a, that's if I'm being nice. That's yeah. That's a very charitable read of where this goes through. It probably hit a lot of vital stuff. Sad. You hate to see it. Um, it's real fucked up. He's got a big hole in it. Blood is running down. It's really upsetting. Everyone guess. And uh, Vegeta wails, "You damn fool! That's what you get for showing pity in battle." And uh, Krillin's like super dead. Frieza laments that he wished that he didn't die so fast, but, you know, he just kicks him into the river because he's done with him. And Gohan screams. Oh, right before he throws Krill into the river and he goes, and the flame dies out. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) Peter Queen, let's go. I do like that they make his voice lower for these, though. Yeah. So it's so poetry, but it's like. (laughs) goes out. Ta-ta, little bug. (laughs) Sing my angel of music. My Uh, angel of music. uh, Uh, uh. I just just watched that. (laughs) (laughs) Christine. I I just watched The Phantom of the Opera, and until you see the theater production, you don't realize how many problems could have been solved by just leaving the building. Yes, absolutely. He has like agoraphobia, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. He's like the stoop kid of like villains. Like mm-hmm. if you just like go to a cafe down the block, you can just like you know take your time dealing with the problem. <laughs> Absolutely, That's open the windows the anyway. during the day. Like he's also afraid of light. That's how it ends anyway. They just like leave. They go, you know what? This is getting a little heated. Like someone gets <laughs> shot, so they just like leave. <laughs> What's your favorite tra- transformation in Phantom of the Opera? I like when the guy with the damaged face turns into that Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anybody else? Do you guys have a different one you like? <laughs> Gohan's pissed that his buddy's just been uh, punted into the ocean. And uh, Frieza is like, don't try to save him. He's already dead. Don't cry for me. Uh, Frieza <laughs> then lines up Vegeta uh, and uh, Dende Go and Gohan. And he just um, says a bunch of slurs at him. <laughs> yeah, he's mean. 
Not only does he kill people, he's mean too. No, That's you know, how you he, know he's a bad guy. He yeah. has no. He has a rapid fire list of slurs for yeah. every different race. There, there are humans, and he just met Krillin for the first time. He doesn't even know what species he is, but he has a slur. <laughs> he has a slur ready for him as well. Yeah, he's like literally just tearing them apart. Real like he had that list written on the car on the way over there. He was, he was <laughs> entering fully prepared. He's like Roastmaster Frieza. Yeah. Um, You're the kind of transatlantic trash that ends up in the Hudson, Krillin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. And as we know, Gohan hates roast battle comedy. So he goes all out and he says, I said move, bitch. Get out the way. And he punches Frieza in the head and he punches him in the chest a bunch and then he does a beam. And then he he dances on his chest like a... Like a ballet type move. Yeah, he does a little, a little uh, two-two turn around, and he does one beam, then another beam, then a barrage of beams, and Jeets is watching on, like, damn, all right. Uh, this that- is the kind of thing you watch when you're little, and you're like, yeah, if they they try to kidnap me, it's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna flip upside down, dance on their chest, cacao. Although, like, now you're in the river. You remember in elementary school when the one kind of like kid with a shitty home life would finally snap and throw a desk across the room? That's yes. like what it feels like. Did you guys? Did was I the only one who had a focus on being kidnapped irrationally for like two or three years? What um, do you mean? I was very large. It was not going to happen. I didn't have that. I had a fear of home invasion. Well, that's I step too. one yeah, before they I throw you in the van. I was always like, if I woke up in the middle of the night, that was what I was afraid of, was yeah. that somebody was like there. Yeah, oh boy, this Jeremy's gonna move a lot of cash on the market. No, dude, and then it ended up kind of, I mean, I didn't like, it wasn't like a kidnapper or nothing, but one time I woke up and there were, were fucking... You were kidnapped. No, I woke up and there were <laughs> cops in my house once, though. It was like, just me and my mom were home and there was these cops in there. And uh, they like knocked on my door, and I was like, "Can I help you? I'm I'm ten. <laughs> and and they were so like, "Oh, I'm sorry." To suspect you were harboring Elian Gonzalez. No, dude. The, so there's like two towns next to each other that both have the same street names, basically. And they were meant to be at the house in the town over, and uh. they just like fucked up and came to my house. <laughs> well, that, that we never sucks we never found out family. if like the people in the other one were okay. <laughs> well, I mean, Dende is kind of being kidnapped in this one. Right, it's a real concern for Dende, the last living Namekian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Gohan, after he goes beast mode, you know, Vegeta's like he's been holding back, and uh, he does like one big final finale beam and makes a little mushroom cloud, and Vegeta's just like, my man went beast mode! And uh, his emotions go wild. He taps into them. Some power. Is he close to going Super Saiyan? I'm like, I don't think anyone knows what that means. I need clear parameters to know what's happening in this show. What is my motivation? <laughs> um, Baby Gohan did not take his riddle in that day. So suddenly on a dime, he's concerned for Krillin. He starts crying. Where's Krillin? And then Dende comes out the water. Um, he had rescued Krillin from drowning, and he announces he's alive. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. 
<laughs> Again, there was a horn through his entire body. It was just like the size of ago. his chest cavity, and he was in the water for a long time. Yeah, it's like um, it's like in Game of Thrones that time when she got fucking stabbed in the stomach and then in the water. And I was thinking was like, was, she's gonna get an infection. I was thinking more with like in uh, Kung Pao into the fist where like that dude gets the hole punched out of his torso. Yes, absolutely. Like a, right, the like clean like a, hole. The clean like hole str- is one yeah. big chunk. Like it's one- kind of like in Star Wars when Luke cuts off that Yeti's arm. Mm. Because of how much that Yeti was hurt. <laughs> Katie, do you have anything you think it's like? No. All right. All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> it for that. That's it for our regular segment of what was that like? <laughs> That's what why was I love that this like? show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chip I'll be dipping again. <laughs> what, 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 what was that like? Like, 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 like. Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping for a better crunch than that. <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't know what it's going to crunch like till it's too late. Uh, Vegeta says, "Stay focused." You really think Frieza would be defeated that easily? And we get a shot of Frieza rolling around in the dirt and doing weird tail shit yeah. for no reason. <laughs> he loves it. He's like, "He's Ooh, a freak." That hurt just a bit, but like I said before. I'm still going to kill all of you. In fact, I'm so horny to kill you right now. Frieza starts doing power kegels and rocks fly all over the place. And he's like giving a speech about remember the pain you gave me. I'm going to pay it back. Uh, And then we get a very necessary shot of Goku in the recovery tank being like, fuck. Oh, no. Is that Frieza? Why am I in this recovery tank? That's all the dialogue you're getting from Goku this episode. <laughs> Very necessary stuff. Although it is because the only metric you have for knowing when anyone is powerful is somebody else going, he looks pretty powerful. I could tell. I saw it earlier. <laughs> um, that's a... Uh, sorry, my notes just did a... Oh, right. So, Was uh, this the part where they showed Vegeta's crotch extensively <laughs> for like a long time? <laughs> There's a lot of crotch shots. As if to be one. like, look, he's scared and his penis shrank. That's what I was thinking too. Like Vegeta has a clear impotence complex. Like he's so concerned that Gohan is going to turn Super Saiyan before him, even as like Krillin is fighting uh, Frieza and he's just like standing there shaking. Now this seven-year-old is going to be Super Saiyan just because we have the same dick. (laughs) (laughs) He Um, keeps that part to himself. Yeah, he does. That's what Uh, he's thinking. Frieza bitch slaps Gohan super hard, and he, like, volleyball spikes him to the ground. Uh, And, you know, he's like... You're just a child. I'm gonna kill you. And all of a sudden, there's a, a big man. zap, and yeah, and it's Vegeta, and he's like, "Well, I am a big boy. So how about them apples? Now, how about that? <laughs> now, cast in the back. Cower before the Prince of All Sands. Here's some beams. Uh, a rant about my weird complex. I also love at the end of this too how confident he is. He's like Frieza. Uh, was pretty good, or Frieza must be pretty strong, or was pretty strong, and then Frieza's like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it did literally nothing, I'm You've fine. You've invested a lot in my character, I'm gonna be around for a while. <laughs> this is like looking off into the distance, completely oblivious, it's so fun. Um, And then uh, Frieza 
is like, you just need to wait for me to finish you. First, I have to fuck up this child. Uh, sorry, I lost my time. Oh, uh, so he's like, and then he literally makes a pun where he goes, I think it's about time I put my foot down. And guess what he does? He puts his foot on Gohan's head. And here's another thing I'd like to bring up. There are several shots of the camera pointed upward at Frieza's face, so you see that he has coke nose. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got he a very... He has severe coke nostrils. Well, because you don't want to be like Frieza, don't do drugs. Who uh, who in their right mind would be taking over a planet like Stone Cold Sober? Like, Frieza's, there <laughs> so to have a, Frieza's there to have a good time. Like he's not there to kowtow to uh, standards that he does not set for himself. The so, DEA like, he... can eat his ass. <laughs> no, I mean, think of what his plan is, is to get the Dragon Balls from this dying planet so he can be immortal. That's a cocaine idea. Oh, for sure. If I have ever heard one. <laughs> also, we spend a lot of time looking at Frieza's feet, and I want to talk about it. What are those? <laughs> they're so long. <laughs> There's only two toes, and they're like at opposite angles. It's like a meaty bird. No, it it's is, three. It, He's got three toes. It's kind of like you ever. I I work with reptiles, and sometimes they lose a fingy, so they just have three little frog toes or something, and that's what it looks like. Did it's he like, lose one? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. Frieza's missing a toe? Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's like real, like got that weird like amputee fetishism and he's like... It's not the toes that sticks with me. It's the knuckle. It's the meat in the middle of the toe is like a foot wide. (laughs) He must be able to swim so fast. Well, I mean, I feel like Frieza in his original form, which I haven't seen in forever, because like I've I've gotten so used to smooth Frieza, like he looks kind of like a raptor or something. So he has like that kind of like raptor claw thing going on, and then by the time he gets to like smooth Frieza, it just kind of looks like I don't know, like uh, like one of those claw machine grabbers, like dipped in plastic. <laughs> yes. And they spend a lot of time with him sitting in a chair too, as if to have a big unveil for what his crazy foot looks like. <laughs> They're gonna go nuts when we show him this fucked up foot. People would going think he crazy would use for the, the more in combat too, which I feel like he doesn't like doing a foot like grabbing and choking. A lot of tail stuff though. Yeah, why does he even use his arms? It's like a T Rex. Like you should be all feet all the time. <laughs> I do appreciate the tail and I appreciate the eye beams and I think he's overall doing great but they just spent we just looked at a foot for so long this time. <laughs> I listen I understand you, you had to if, get... I did, if I didn't say anything I would be complicit he should be like that Kim Possible character Lord Monkey Fist like he should be doing things that people normally do with their hands like casually with his feet like he should be like having a cup of tea with his feet while like laser beaming Krillin in like the forehead for, right like, that's fun. the kind of ideas we need in the Dragon Ball team. <laughs> this because is... overall, it just feels stale. I don't know. Like, like Tarzan or some shit, you know. <laughs> Maybe he sucks on his own tail just for something to do. I don't know. He's evil. <laughs> you can have him do gross stuff. <laughs> the horns. Write in with your Frieza ideas. We want to hear them. <laughs> we love it. We love to hear it. We love it. And we want to hear them. Um... <laughs> So as he's crushing this child's uh, foot with his head, flying high on booger sugar, uh, that's when suddenly, oh, Piccolo is flying around. He senses it, 
Goku senses it. We think this is it. Gohan's gonna die now. Nowhere. Destructo disc slices, freezes tail clean off and we know that's his dick so it must be very painful it's krillin and he's back but how it makes no sense wah, 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 wah. yeah and the really upsetting thing here in this moment is that they they really set it up so perfectly for what you know logically would be the way to finish this and we talk about this a lot pretty much every time that krillin does a destructo disc i feel like we talk about this that it's the most effective move in the show uh, aside from yes. the other move he does shortly thereafter, the solar flare. Solar flare yes. is effective every time. It's the every most time. effective move, and yet they, they never and you use never it. See Krillin's, you never see the Destructo Disc not cut the thing. So we see him do the solar flare, and then he runs away. Do the Destructo Disc then! Krillin. Yeah. I bring this up a little bit in Super, but if you're a Goku and you have a squad and you're Point Man, the rest of the squad's just solar flaring the whole time. Solar flare, solar flare, solar flare, and then it's one person fights. Yeah, I mean that's just that's classic like RPG MMO RPG of fucking like uh you know squad tactics. Like Krillin is definitely on like mob control because all he's doing is stunning, just like stun locking these bastards and <laughs> and letting like your tank just go in there and you know get the DPS not just knocking it out. I will say though, Krillin's. I agree. I think the Destructo Disc is is perhaps the most effective energy attack in all of Dragon Ball Z because otherwise energy attacks only come in like two flavors, which is just like piss weak, you know, the kind of energy you only start throwing when you're fucking desperate or like planet destroying, nothing in between. (laughs) And, you know, Krillin has managed to construct an energy attack that like is a mid-range like option. Like, okay, this can kill anyone at or above or beneath my level where like normal shit is just like imagine if vegeta had hit fucking freeze in the back with a destructo disc he'd be dead episode be over it's the but, one move it doesn't matter how strong you are they never invent one like that again and, and the reason why is because and this is what the what the cell saga goes into too because cell does manage to defeat the destructo disc is because like he had to you know put up an aura of like energy around to disrupt the like the destructo disc power, which is what Nappa didn't know, which is why he almost got cut in half too. Yeah, almost got and cut like, in half. Exactly. Right. So you have to. So if you don't know what the destructo disc is, you would just normally think it's like a piss weak attack, which is like what is which is what Krillin is hoping for. Like, oh, they'll just think it's like a normal beam attack that's going to like blow up into smoke, but instead it's going to cut them in half. Like, a, <laughs> why would it be sharp? It's a beam. We know but, they're wet. Exactly. They're always wet. And they 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 fall over me, and I can punch them sometimes. <laughs> exactly. You know, like the light wave theory of fucking Dragon Ball is very hard to understand. Absolutely, but Krillin really does a service with these Destructo discs. He even does a cool move where the Destructo disc turns into other Destructo discs, which I was a big fan of. Uh, yeah, there was multiple Destructo discs. It chopped up a mountain. It was crazy. And then uh, Krillin starts to do a cute little Bugs Bunny dance. He's like, look at me, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Here's my <laughs> fanny, wanny. And he starts flying away. And Frieza's like, I do, in fact, take the bait. And uh, <laughs> this look was at good. that fanny, wanny. Oh, I'm going to get it. This was good, though, because I've been tired of giving these episodes full seven reviews. And mm-hmm. uh this is what allowed me to not do that anymore. Yeah, finally. <laughs> they start wasting our goddamn time again. Yeah, uh, Krillin finds a rock with 
with cliffs in it and he's like hiding in it and then Frieza chases him around and it's uh he's appearing on every end of the rock because he's so powerful and then he like throws a bug bomb in there and gasses him out and then he's like <laughs> okay I'm going to kill you now uh because you you you've one thing you showed to survive. Me your fanny. Yes, you showed me your fanny. It's one thing to survive my attack, but it's another thing to cut off my tail. And it's uh, different to our friends in the UK, but here in the states, showing fanny, it's not okay. He uh, Krillin freaks out and does a last ditch effort to survive by distracting him with a beam while he runs away underwater. Uh, and we know that doesn't really. Uh, he 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 hides in the water, and Frieza tries to get him out, and then uh, Krillin pops out and does a Kaioken solar flare and runs away, which hurts his eyes. And we didn't get to see Frieza swim, despite how much you want to, based on his feet. Yeah, you really want to see: do they go wide or do they go pointy, like uh, uh like w- when you're making your hand in the shape of a duck. Surprise me. Maybe it's all tail. Yeah, I don't know. Now we'll never know. <laughs> now we'll never know. Meanwhile, uh, Dende found fucked up Gohan, and he's like, surprise, I have magic healing powers. And Vegeta's like, when was anyone going to tell me this? And we're like, great question, Vegeta. Uh, Vegeta, we just found out. Gohan uh, comes back to life. He's jumping around because he is five years old, canonically five years old. And he goes, uh, I, I am mad now. I'm going to fuck him up. He powers up and he makes cracks in the rocks. And uh, Vegeta's like, he heals like a Saiyan. He was so close to death and now he's so powerful. A thing right. we keep bringing up. He's doing that thing, you know, your friend does when they have a small kid where they're like, I don't know what they're feeding them. <laughs> he just comes home like this. He's so big. Frieza's like, how do they keep coming back? And then the three Z boys line up and they, they shoot all their beams at him. And he's like, totally fine. <laughs> right, he's, he's like chuckling. Dude. Yeah, he's like. Frieza's classic chuckle. Yeah, he's like, I had a knot in my back. Thank you for getting that out. Cool, uh, cool, 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 deep cool. voice, Frieza. <laughs> Frieza has like the ultimate like anime bully girl like chuckle. Yeah, like, he's all he's missing is like the like the hand fan to warn himself. Like <laughs> Krillin thinks he's cute, <laughs> but everyone knows he's basic. <laughs> Gohan gives a speech about maybe it is hopeless, but we gotta give it our all for some anime based reason. And they uh, start <laughs> charging at him, but who cuts him off? My man, Piccolo, straight from Antarctica or wherever he was wished from. He's here. And he looks Frieza up and down. He's like, so that's Frieza, huh? He's more hideous than I could have imagined. And uh, Vegeta's like, you're one to talk. Didn't I fucking kill you? <laughs> I fucking killed you. And they wasted my wish I wanted. <laughs> so it's very funny when he wish. says the whole, like, uh, when he says, like, he's more ugly than I imagined. And the camera, like, does a pan up and down of him just to remind you, like, he has <laughs> weird pink skin. Piccolo oh, wait, shows I- up in body shames Frieza. I, I forgot about this. When Piccolo appears, the music changes to like a weird trumpet thing where it's like. For sure, not a Piccolo. 
<laughs> is it? I don't know. No, it, it's not a piccolo. It was def. It was definitely some sort of like you know brass instrument. It felt like a Saturday Night Live interstitial. <laughs> I just also like that Vegeta can't help but be racist here, where like. <laughs> Uh, Piccolo's like, after I kill Frieza, I'm going to kill you, Vegeta. And he's like, oh, a Namekian making a joke. I didn't know your people could do that. <laughs> Ooh, a Namekian with attitude. Just what everybody likes to see. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Goku's in the tank and he's like, uh, I sense another guy. But he has another guy inside of him. I don't know. Hope he's a friend. <laughs> if only I wasn't guy, in this tank. <laughs> that guy's strong. Can't be any of my friends. <laughs> There's this whole part too where Goku's like, I gotta get out of this tank. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dende's like, he looks just like Nail. And I'm like, you're not helping the cause here, friend. And, uh,. Uh, Piccolo is like, I'm going to fight alone. Please don't help me. When you guys help, I really just end up cleaning up way more. And uh, then the announcer comes on. It's like, fuck, I guess he's going to try and fight Frieza. Okay, tune in next week. Dragon Ball Z Kai. If the guys help, will they help clean up? (laughs) For once? Um, so now the next episode is going to be the form three Frieza. And I remember in the original show, he's only formed three for like an episode. So right. I kind of wonder so if in less. this, it's going to be just like two seconds and they're going to be like, and we're off to smooth Frieza. Actually, there is no weird long head Frieza. That was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, he never well, genetically modified himself to suck longer dick. <laughs> this is not an alien ripoff. Please don't sue. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, like, I feel like it's super short because we can only have someone be the star of the show who's not Goku for so long. So Piccolo can only be strong for about like 30 seconds before Frieza goes, well, enough of that of playing around time to show you my final form. And like basically just rips fucking Piccolo's head off. And then sell your Goku toys of Piccolo. It's not about Piccolo. <laughs> Old news. That music interstitial. You'll never hear it again. <laughs> Um, just, like, Piccolo is the wharf of uh, Dragon Ball. Like, oh he, my god! I literally said that to my boyfriend the other day. <laughs> only, We're all saying it. He only exists to have a deep voice and to like have one moment of glory. Uh, the special beam cannon looks kind of cool, even though it never works. And then I like that it looks like nerd's rope. I guess it does. It's the one making a lanyard to make like those old like lanyard yeah. keychains. Yeah, it looks like a friendship bracelet. Very much friendship bracelet. Takes forever to charge up. You can't move when you're doing it. It's, you can smack it away, unlike the Destructo disc. You know, one star out of seven, essentially. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's rate the episode. Uh, do an email. Get out of here. Um, an interesting out of seven, idea. Out of seven Dragon Balls, Alex, what do you say? So I spoiled this in the middle, but... Thank goodness they broke up the Pitch Perfect episodes. I um, was tired of those, setting my expectations too high. The episode ending and depositing me back in this cruel, cold world. That is not 7 out of 7 Dragon Balls. I think this episode, the first half, was very good. The second half was aggressively Krillin wasting Frieza's time, which is funny (laughs) in concept. I'm going to give it 5 out of 7 Dragon Balls. All right, Katie. 
I agree with Alex, except I mostly enjoyed this episode. I even liked some... It was good to see Krillin do anything useful, uh, but it did get a little long, so I'm going to give it 6 out of 7. Chad? I'm going to go with a 4 out of 7, and the reason why, I think this episode paced weirdly. They kill Krillin in the beginning only to bring him back to be killed again uh, when, frankly, you could have killed him at the end of the episode. Like, he could have killed Krillin, Gordon, and then Piccolo could have shown up then. You know, Dende being able to heal two people, eh. But I will say I love Frieza. He gets to ham it up this episode. And, you know, the transformation, Frieza's transforming into Frieza Part 2 or, you know, Frieza 2 Electric Boogaloo, you know, it sets Dragon Ball Z in the Dragon Ball universe down a path that, like, you know, it becomes famous for, i.e., like, the transformation path. Things and, you know, becoming it, other things. Exactly. People transforming, hair getting different colors, yelling, screaming, groaning, you know, it's all it's all what Dragon Ball Z is known for. Like, it, this, this part of Dragon Ball Z, the Frieza transforming arc, I want to say is, like, Poor Dragon Ball Z. This episode isn't that, though, <laughs> but it does lead us there. Still part of that iconic puzzle. I think four out of seven is very fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm also going to give it four out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, yeah. Lots of. Mm, I don't know. Lot, lot, lots of fine disappointment in here. Uh, not a lot four? to find joy what in. What about when Gohan threw all those beams and shit? Well, that's that's leading up the four, isn't it? It's holding up the whole episode. Yeah, it pretty much, yeah, it's, it's, it's... When Frieza had his foot on Gohan's head and said, time to put my foot down and laugh to himself was the peak of the episode, and that was three minutes in. <laughs> it just feels like a lot of the Frieza arc is wasting your time until they get to Goku, like, by making you think that somebody other than Goku is going to have a chance, and that's why it's, like, five transformations. Like, oh, you have a chance against Form 1 Frieza, but now, you know, Form 2, going to kill Krillin in a second form three piccolo and so it just becomes a little bit of a you know stalling tactics again what dragon ball z is known for <laughs> which we do that is why we are watching the show and we love to see it but we, we have love to call it, it out well There's critics on the left <laughs> leftists need to call out time filler episodes if you do not criticize goku he will become part of the establishment and that is what dragon ball super shows yes Okay, let's uh, let's read an email. Get the fuck out of here. It's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon Um, this is from a longtime friend of the show, uh, Kieran Dold from the Corner Spatey podcast. Um, Hello. Kieran wrote, writes, uh, Guten Tag, Ballerin, which I guess is ballers in German, maybe. Um, first of all, congratulations to Jeremy on the wee baby Nico. As a recent father myself, I have encountered a situation of sorts. My wife is it and the, I. The baby took a shit. <laughs> my <laughs> wife and I joined a group of expectant parents to share info and learn. One of the first couples to give birth named their daughter Nami. Uh, when people asked about where they got the name, they said it was the Japanese for Sea Wave. In parentheses, this is true. But we can't help but think about how this is the name of the female lead in One Piece. Mm. The couple are not Japanese, and they've never been to Japan before. 
So the question is, how do we subtly figure out if these parents are weebs? And bonus question, how do we avoid bringing it up that our one-year-old dog is also called Nami? Oh, well, you are in Germany. So I think the easiest way to find out if somebody is something very personal, like uh, addicted to anime, would be to see if they will have group sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can work up something more intimate from there. Um, I was going to say they probably aren't. (laughs) Uh, It would have come up already. It just would have. It is a nice name all around. It is a nice name. Yeah. I was going to say also that, uh, you know, Germany is kind of a, um, what I know of the Germans that I've known in my life is that they, they completely lack uh, subtlety in any meaningful way. So you could also just straight up ask them and they won't find it socially awkward at all. Allow because me they to don't be have a sense of such a thing. There's no such thing as social awkwardness in Germany, I don't believe. Connor, thank you for being direct with us. We are, in fact, fans of anime pods. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, people who like anime love talking about anime. And so, That's what I'm you know, saying. I think it would have come up already. Yeah. But if it hasn't come up already, they would be glad that you bring it up. What if they're worried about being judged in a parent-to-parent situation? Well, I mean, you mean the the asker or the askee? Askee. Well, I mean, the worst thing that the askee happens is that, you know, they don't like anime. And it's like, what are you talking about? And so then, like, the asker is, you know, put on the spot. Like, oh, I I watch cartoons. But is there another... Is there another scenario you could imagine in which somebody would name their... A white couple would name their kid a Japanese thing, and they don't like anime. Like yes, I can't imagine. I can the... because you don't talk to basic people. When basic people have babies, they just like Google. They they like they search these name books and all this stuff, and they'll just like they want to find something that's original but like different. And like my stepsisters are both like this with their kids, like yeah. where they were just like. They're like, they like did research and like had little pain. Like they don't care about the origin. They just care that like it's their hip baby name. I can't explain It's very funny it. now to think about like, this is my son, Masaharo McConnell. <laughs> 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 just like really, really Japanese name. It was a good name in the baby book. We also, decided to like, go with Masaharu. I can totally like Nami is not that out there of a name. Like no, I can totally really see someone just like hearing it and passing and being like, "That's pretty." I just don't. It's not like it's like Kakarot or something. You know what I mean? Right, I yeah. feel like or like Sasuke. <laughs> I that's feel- like Nicolas Cage's kid's name, isn't it? Like Superman Kakarot Cage or something. <laughs> Is that true? Somebody look that up. <laughs> I can't Cal-El. do it. The recording will stop. I think. Um, pause as we all look. <laughs> pause as we all look up Nicholas Cage's son's name. Siri, what's Nicholas Cage's son's name? <laughs> I'll wait. Boop boop. Weston Coppola, or no, it's Kalel Coppola. Oh, Kal-El. That's one people do all the time. And I'm like, it, it certainly needs to stop. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, his- it sounds better in Germany. Well, I hope that was a uh, sufficient answer for you, Karen. I hope this helped. Um, and also <laughs> congratulations on the baby. Yeah, mazel tov. And yes, congratulations. Let's do some fucking plugs. Let's go. Chad, what do you got going on? Uh, Well, I've been, you know... 
sick with the stomach flu for the past weekend. But generally speaking, you can find me on Twitter at Pretty Bad Lefty. And you can find my podcast, The Discourse, which I host with my friends on all podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, soon will be beamed directly into your head via the microchips. But until then, those are the places you can find us. It's a great podcast, and you should listen to it on the go or at home. Nice. Katie? You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or Instagram at oh, hello, Katie Rose. Alex? Oh, you can find Katie at those addresses, but me at Patak Jokes on Twitter. And you can listen to my other podcast, Pod Damn Americar with Halloween's Jake Flores. It's almost Halloween. And uh, my radio show, Theater of Delights. Uh, be part of the movement, Theater of Delights. Could you get to episode six about Benghazi without skipping? (laughs) Be one of the 200 people who did that in the right order and not the 50 who (laughs) skipped to it because it's not going to make sense if you skip to it. Like, it's all callbacks. Come on. It's not going to make sense. Come on. Do it the right way. And it's all on your phone. And uh, My plug's for phones. (laughs) shouts out to phones (laughs) give them a call they're phones (laughs) Uh, and my plug this week of course goes to baby Nico spirit bomb hands in the air hands up hands up get a huge crunch for Nico close out this one yeah Yeah, good one alright that is it for this week join us next week soup soup